I'm Kate. I'm from England. I have four children, an elder son and triplets, two boys and a girl. I've lived in three countries and gave birth to my triplets while living in Hong Kong 18 years ago. Hi, and I'm Carola. I'm from Scotland. I have three children, an older daughter and twin boys, and gave birth to them all here in Belgium. We have 33 years of parenting between us, seven children and experience of five countries. We are here to take you from panic to peace, pregnancy to parenting, and together we, we are the Mighty, the mighty mothers. mothers. Hi there. So last time we were chatting, we were talking a lot about food and the sort of cravings and nutritious things we eat, which led me to think a couple of good points to note. I also took Pregnacare vitamins. Don't know if they're still around from Boots. And whenever I went to, back to Scotland, we'd load up on them and take them. And as a vegetarian, I always took vitamin C with my dinner because that helps absorption of iron. And actually, I didn't need any iron supplements during pregnancy, which is a thing. They gave me them right near the end just to cope with the actual birth itself. Um, and nettle tea. I took lots of nettle tea because when I was pregnant with my daughter, my mother told me that when she was pregnant, she thought she had something called cholestasis, which in those days was very little known about. And it's actually a thing that can happen in pregnancy that affects your um, liver and often presents itself with real itching. And it can be really detrimental to the baby. I was born five months early. She had another child after me that, that didn't survive early on and she thinks it was all to do with this so I mentioned this to my doctor at the time who um, kept an eye and with all the blood tests that we were talking about you go for a urine test they would test me my to take an extra blood test for liver all through all my pregnancies but nettle tea is very good for that and um, that's quite important she had really itchy itchy hands and feet and we stand in a cold I was born in January and she would be standing in a cold cold bath to try and cool this itching down in the middle of the night in the winter in Scotland so it was quite quite intense um but that's that's quite a good thing to know vitamin c and nettle tea that's they're, they're good points I've just you've obviously jogged my memory folic acid I took all the way through and uh, yeah it was in the pregnant care so yeah I didn't take and I must have taken, I remember taking something, it must have been the equivalent of Pregnacare that you got from Boots and I got mine from the equivalent of Boots, which was called Watson's in Hong Kong. <laughs> um, the other thing that I took a lot of was um, Remigel for heartburn. Ah, really? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't suffer, I, I've touched, I don't know why, but yeah. Awful, awful heartburn. And my mum would send me out packs of Remigel because um, I couldn't do Rennie's. Rennie's just tasted like I was putting chalk in my mouth. Mm. But Remigel was more of a sort of a sweet, a bit like those old-fashioned paces. Do you remember them? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So it was like I, I had a sweet. But honestly, I was popping them all day, every day. I couldn't go out of the house without them. Not that I went oh. out of the house much, but there we are. <laughs> Um, while you've mentioned medical-ish sort of things, I think we have to address the um, bowel movement area. <laughs> 
partly because I have a funny story. Right at the beginning of the pregnancy, um, I was just absolutely backed up to the hilt, constipated like you wouldn't believe. And I remember distinctly going to the toilet because, of course, being a mother, you can't ever disappear for more than three minutes because you're in demand. So off I went to the the toilet. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. God forbid you should shut the door for five seconds. Um, So off I went to the toilet. Must have been there, I don't know, 10 minutes or so. And then we got the mummy, 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 where are you? And then that, Kate, where actually are you? And I shouted out, can someone get me a glass of water? I can't get off the toilet. (laughs) Honestly, I must have been there for about half an hour. At which point, Neil walked past the door and stuck his head round and sang once, twice, three times a lady. And I absolutely roared with laughter, which was a relief, actually, because it was just awful. I thought, I'm never going to get off the toilet again. Oh, well, I um, that hasn't triggered any toilet issues with me, I have to say. Well, unfortunately, I knocked it on the head from that point on and made sure that um, I, I had a handful of dried apricots every day because I didn't want to be in that position again uh, yes I find a note after we were talking the other day I found a book and in it was with the the weights we'd put on there was also a list <laughs> for some reason after the babies were born I'd started to take a note of what I was eating I think it was just I don't know while I was putting their feeding turns down and there was apricots we'll talk about that later when it comes to breastfeeding but I discovered I ate way more mad things then than I did when I was pregnant. That's probably because you couldn't think anymore. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we'll High energy. Giving birth to your brain. That, that happens. <laughs> um, I feel like I need to get this little bit out of the way because it, it happened uh, for me that I had a really hideous experience and just want to get it out of the way. Um, because it was part of the pregnancy it was a huge bit and coincidentally you're talking about eating and there was a week when I literally forgot to eat Um, 11 weeks in uh, my sister and brother-in-law had been to stay all very exciting still coming out of my days um They'd been to stay. Lovely for Noah. Noah seeing his auntie and uncle. The day they left, he just got really, really poorly and was um, susceptible to tonsillitis, as I've been all my life. But he got really poorly really quickly. So um, they left. He was sick that night. I gave him cow pole, put him to bed. In the morning, he was burning up. And I went to test his glands. And as I put my hands on his neck, the skin on his neck came away in my hands. Aye. And he screamed. <gasps> so I panicked, obviously. Scooped him up, rushed him to the doctor. The doctor had never seen anything like it, said get to hospital immediately, um, which obviously, as I've explained, involved a ferry trying to get hold of Neil on Hong Kong side, getting into hospital. And I won't go into all the hideous details, but I did nearly kill a bunch of people because they couldn't understand 
what was going on with him. And so that was therefore an excuse for all of the, um, you know, people learning to be doctors, students to suddenly flock around. So there was my precious three-year-old screaming his head off with what appeared to be burns. It was like his, he was burning. So what happened was that within 24 hours, he was put into an isolation unit, which involved three sets of double doors. We had to wear gowns, masks, the whole caboose looked like something out of, um, you know, Monsters, Inc. Um, And they diagnosed him with something called toxic epidermal necrosis. Oh, wow. Which was basically his body thought that it's his skin was a disease and tried to shed his skin. So that meant that Neil and I were in hospital with him for eight days. They had to put a drip in him. So after they'd used both arms and both legs, they went to shave his head to put a drip in his head. It was absolutely hideous and terrifying. And of course, Mm. there we were in Hong Kong. So every consultant that came in and talked to other doctors, it was all in Chinese. And whilst everybody's English was wonderful, there was just this this constant feeling of, I don't understand what's going on, what's going on with our son. So I just forgot about the triplets. I forgot about being pregnant. I forgot to eat. Um, Neil did night duty. I did day duty. So he went off to work and I just sat with him in the hospital. Um, our best friends that we would never have been able to do any of this without, they also came. Dr. Dog is uh, what we've always called Paul. And he was there to check that the drip didn't have um, bubbles in it. He was constant. He was absolutely amazing and has always been. He should have been a doctor. Um, can you check this drip? What What needs to happen now? And I don't know whether it's the same in other countries, but the experience that we had was that after the third or fourth day of, he was raw. He was absolutely raw. Like his skin was just falling off. And he looked like a burns victim. He looked like he'd been in a fire and he was three. He couldn't lie down because of all the skin that was missing off his back. Uh, We had to put a nappy on him, which he didn't really want to do because he was three. And that everything just hurt. So he couldn't wear anything. Uh, And we were just terrified, particularly so when they walked in on the, I think it must have been the third or fourth day and said, okay, Missy, um, your child the organs will start to shut down if we don't get liquid inside him. Uh, Well, you can imagine. So we invented a game. We bought loads of Ribenas and our best friends, who were the only other people that were allowed in to support us because we explained that I was Mm -hmm. pregnant. Um, they, They were the motorbike and Noah was the petrol. So every time he drank something, they ran around around the room. <laughs> and every time he stopped, they stopped. So we had to play this game. Um, we must have watched Hercules, Disney's Hercules, about 400 times. I could probably quote the whole thing. And I'm pleased to say that he fought it. So we were told that he was going to die twice. 
Oh my God. Um, he didn't. And when we came out of hospital, he had, he's still got them actually. He's still got tiny, if you look really closely, little patches where um, the skin, you know, started to heal. But he, he fought it. So as soon as we got the liquids inside him and then we had to measure the liquid that he was taking and then the, measure the liquid that was coming out when they were on a balance and we knew that his body was starting to kick off again, we were out of hospital in eight days. Wow. But it was the scariest, most terrifying eight days and we are still convinced that the reason that it happened was to help us understand what hospital was like in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. always being told the worst case scenario no bedside manner whatsoever very clinical but amazingly good mm. amazingly good and what was funny was that all of the doctors in a teaching hospital had never ever come across something like this before we think that it came from um impetigo a spore oh, wow. of impetigo um, and it developed into that. Um, I've done some reading on it. It's extremely rare. Lucky us. But the good thing that came out of it, not only was that we got our son back, and um, he's now a huge strapping 21-year-old, um, <laughs> but also that it taught us a little bit about what to expect in the hospital. Mm. And in order to take my mind off things, I didn't go home. I stayed in town so that I could be near the hospital stayed with them um, our dear friends Caroline and Paul Dr Dog and in order to keep me focused because I would come home from the hospital sit there in a daze not knowing what to do they tried to feed me come on Kate you know you've got to feed these babies um mm. I was so I just I threw up because yeah. I was frightened and stressed and in shock mm. um so in order to take my mind off things they know me so well um we decided on names for the babies that's what we did we just focused on what we were going to call these children and um dear old neil who wanted football names all the way was quite happy to go along with what we'd come up with and did you stick with them are they what they were called yeah yeah yeah, I, I distinctly remember in the midst of all of this horrible, horrible chaos and absolute petrifying fear, sitting in their flat, and in my head, I went around the garden that I grew up in as a child in order to find the right name for the tree name that I wanted our daughter to have as a middle name. Yeah. So I started at the gate and I went to Laurel, Ash, Copper Beach. I went all the way around the garden until I got to acacia. Yeah. And the acacia tree was the one next to a yew tree that I used to climb as a child. I could see it as clear as day. I could see all the light shining through the leaves. And I thought, that's it. Ellen Acacia. <clears throat> Ellen yeah. was my grandma's name. Okay. Ellen's my middle name. <clears throat> and she, there she is still, Ellen Acacia. Yeah, that's so there was, there was a good bit that came out of it. But it was scary and horrible uh and that was right at the beginning so i just wanted to sort of share that with you all because life goes on stuff happens it's not just that you're not just this baby machine um there's other things that need to happen too yeah so there done oh that feels better
Wow. <laughs> wow, massive. So I think you're just a person that attracts um, crazy odds. You had triplets naturally, and Noah had a crazy disease with bonkers odds. Yeah. So it would appear. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it was definitely part of the story. Um, <clears throat> and then it was, I don't know, it just it took my focus off the whole madness of the, the triplets and how precious he, he was, is. Mm. Uh, and he was just so brave, so brave. And I was so fierce. You know, it got to the point where people would come round and want to check that his skin was still falling off and I just bit people. Yeah. I, I, you know, I remember actually standing in front of the bed, pushing people away. Don't touch him. Yeah. And, and also my... having to leave the hospital and leave him there must have been horrible. Yeah, well, we did a tag team, but of course Neil was working, so he would sit in a chair with his hand on the bed all night and then went an hour early in order to go to Caroline and Paul's house to have a shower, to go to work. As soon as he finished work, went straight to the hospital and we just did mm. that for a week, just tag teamed so that there was always a, a parent in the room. Um, yeah. But we couldn't take him anything. We couldn't take him any toys yeah. or anything to play with because that, you know, even though we washed mm. and bleached everything, we didn't bleach it because I hate bleach but um you know <clears throat> cleaned it I weren't allowed any of that in the room he wasn't allowed his teddy bear in case some of the fibers got into his skin and um so we did lots and lots of drawing and played the motorbike game and watched Hercules Hercules and talked about how strong Hercules was and he was going to win and so was Noah and yeah. so you know there were positives in that we turned it around and made it into a a positive situation yep. but it was bloody terrifying I bet mm. wow but it did prepare so. us for the Hong Kong system and that, <laughs> that is a whole nother trip so apart from that um that that I feel that I needed to share that because that was quite a significant part early on I was 11 weeks pregnant wow so lucky you were okay mm. as well Mm. and then things just sort of carried on from there really so um how did you come up with the names for your boys <laughs> terribly difficult terribly difficult with them when my daughter was born she didn't have a name for a week we didn't here in belgium they um they tell you very early if it's a boy or a girl so we kept saying don't want to know we don't want to know and um, we were convinced we were having a boy. She was born, she was a girl. We had a list of boys' names. Some girls' names, when she was born, we didn't like any of the names. didn't suit her. And the doctors kept coming in, the nursing staff, that first week in hospital. And what's she called? Yeah, I don't know yet. <laughs> so um, she was called Amelie. And um, we didn't know how long we'd be in Belgium and thought well that'd be quite cool we'll put an accent on it so that it's kind of quite quirky if we're back in Scotland and we've never gone back to Scotland and um, the middle name was tricky because um, my 
my sister had died a few years previously and we were going to call her, give her her middle name. But it just felt like she needed her new identity. It wouldn't be fair on her to have to live up to somebody else's memory. or And we didn't want to offend parents. And, or We've got a lot of dead people in our family. So we're like, if we name her after one, somebody else will be... So we thought, ditch all the traditions. My middle name is also my mother's name, middle name, is my grandmother's middle name, and was my great-grand's maiden name. Brian's middle name is the same as his dad's middle name. So we were like, we just have to stop. We just have to make our own traditions. We just have to start afresh. So her middle name took ages. And then we realised here they celebrate, I don't know how much they celebrate, but it's a, a, a big deal that you have name, name days. So every day in the calendar is the name of a saint. And that day it was St. Serena's day. And Brian had looked it up. And I thought, that's lovely because then it's a story. And it's a new thing. She, that was the saint's day that she was born on. So she's Amelie Serena. Um, the boys, we had lots of fun for ages coming up with names. I must try and see if I've still got the list. Just having a laugh like Laurel and Hardy and Tom and Jerry and all these kind of crazy pairings. Um, Ren and Stimpy and all kinds of things. But um, that, was, that was really difficult, really difficult. We took a long time to come up with their names. And Charlie, we just both liked. Um, and I kind of forgot I had an uncle, Charlie. And um, they were delighted when he was called Charlie. Um, they're not around anymore, bless them. Um, he was a very lovely man, so it was fine. And um, Luke is was the French spelling, L-U-C. And we just, we just liked it. That was on our original list for Emily. But it took a long time to get two names. And we, we had the names before they were born, like you. Um, and we thought we needed them a bit quicker than we had done with Emily. Um, but we, we, to this day, never came up with middle names. To come up with two took so long, to come up with four. So hats off to you coming up with six. Um, we quite fancied the idea of, uh, they turned 10 this year, we quite fancied the idea of letting them choose their own middle names. And uh, going to the commune to that would be really funny. Get them registered. It would be, especially when they, whenever the three of them used to play for many years, they had names. And Amelie always picked Serena. That was her playing name when they were playing crazy games. And Lux was always Wolfer, which I thought would make a brilliant middle name. <laughs> Wolfer. Oh, that's cool. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. But um, yeah, names is a real it's a real responsibility. I find it really yeah. a big, big responsibility. They've got that forever, unless they go down a route of changing it. But I know six. Yeah, I know. Uh, we settled on Jonah because we already had a Noah, and having a yeah. I just the, the I just like biblical names. I grew up with them. I I know all about them. Um, and then we wondered whether we should have a Noah and a Jonah and did that sound too similar? And then, you know, like you, whatever, doesn't matter. Make up your own roles. Yeah. So, uh, Jonah and then Jonah Benjamin, I named after my brother. Ellen Acacia, Ellen, my middle name and my grandmother's name. Um, with the hope that we would call her Nellie, which we do, Nellie Dean. <sighs> um, and Gus, we just love the name Gus. Apart from the little mouse out of Cinderella, 
um, we hadn't ever really heard Gus. So Gus sounded good. And then um, Gus is Gus uh, Nelson, which means Neil's son. Ah, that's nice. So Actually. Seemed to fit, yeah. Very nice. And I re- just remembered the other thing, problem we had with all the names was they had to work in English and in French because if ah. they were going to go to school here, they have to pronounce them. And some you think are really cool and then you say it with a French accent and it sounds horrendous. So Brian had mad names before and they just sounded horrible. So Charlie, Charlie, Luke, Luke, Amélie, Amélie. So they're, oh, they're all fine. And then the, so that the Scottish family could all say them without them being too French sounding, you know. So that's that was a consideration too. Wow. It's funny, isn't it, what you have to think about, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Neil just wanted all of the children to be named after somebody in Arsenal. <laughs> uh, I think he came up with Tony, Ian, and I don't know. It was just, no. No. No, thank you. <laughs> That's a big um, difference. Brian wanted them all to be called Herbs. Emily was almost, well, Emily was almost Holly, which is, I think, a lovely name, but Holly Johnson. She didn't, she'd have to relax, um, mm. you know, as a singer from uh, Frankie Goes to Hollywood, so we couldn't do that. Um, so we almost had a basil. And, uh, Faulty. There's not, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, all the herbs. Well, that was a good little foiray into naming. We turned yeah. that round. That was a wee digress, yeah, that's a good note to end on. But, um, it seems to, to me that from the people that I've spoken to, uh, everybody's got a different naming story and can remember coming up with. Because oh, yeah. it's massive, isn't it? I mean, you know. Yeah. You, that's the name. Really massive. Yeah. And you also have to check that the initials don't spell out something terrible. Yeah. So Ellen you know, spells out Ia, which has always been quite amusing. <laughs> um, but she's okay with that. But yeah, you're right. There's 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 quite a lot of thinking <laughs> that goes into it. Oh well, good. That's a good little thing that we've we've ticked off our list today for all these lovelies out there. Yes. Um, good. Well, let's leave it there for today. And next time we come back, we've got more pregnancy stories because whost you know, <laughs> supposed to be only nine months, isn't it? But it does actually. Sometimes <laughs> it did feel like it was nine years at some points. So um, until next time, 